And thank you very much for joining me, Sean Leary, on QC Uncut once again. Um, this week's guest is a its a respite from my uh, politically uh, motivated um, QC Uncuts of the last few weeks with the mayoral candidates. And this week I'm talking to Laura Adams, who is the artistic director, owner, co-founder of the Black Box Theater in Moline. What is your exact address here, Laura? 1623 Fifth Avenue, Moline, Illinois. Yes. And Laura is a longtime theater scene veteran. She and I have worked together a number of times um, with My Verona Productions. You directed Closer. I did. Which was our second production after your favorite band, which was one of my favorite productions. Is You did a fantastic job. Thank you. I liked that show a lot, and I loved all the Beatle music that we used yes. in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we used all the music yes. from around that time, from yeah. that six, mid-60s time period, because we wanted that dark yeah, kind of the absolutely. dark Beatles, like the mid-range Beatles. Yeah, it was it was a it was a really good production. It was a great cast, and I was uh, I was thrilled at the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. Me too. I still love that show. I love all of our shows, honestly. All the shows that we did with my bro, and I'm really happy with. But now you are branching off on your own, which mm-hmm. is a new thing. You've worked with a number of theater groups in the area, and we'll touch upon that in regard to the things that you've learned from each, and I'm sure pluses and minuses. But we'll start off by just asking you. What led you to, at this time in your life, branch off and start your own theater? Well, I think I have to go back a little bit farther because in the early or late 90s, um, I did have an equity theater up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. uh, at the Grand Geneva Resort. It was called the Evergreen Theater, basically, because their logo was an evergreen. So Mm -hmm. I when I went around to do that and it was a it was an an equity theater. We had 200 seats and I did a lot of motor coach for that. Um, So in the four and a half years that I had the theater, we did 19 shows and um, I was the I was the owner, artistic director, you know, founder, the whole thing there. So so it had it had done well. I mean, the first year, like any new endeavor, um, I lost my shirt. Right. Um, but uh, but my five year plan worked out perfectly. Right. And uh, the only reason I I left there was because the uh, the room that I was using, the showroom, was turned into a ballroom, mm-hmm. and so I didn't have a space for my uh, for my theater anymore. And when I came back to the Quad Cities and started working for WQPT, you know, I kept my hand in the theater. Uh, I sat on a number of boards, mm-hmm. and um, I still worked at Circa when right. there was a role for me. But, um, you know, I think always in the back of my head, it was, did I want to take this leap again? Mm-hmm. Did I want to do it again? And... Um, after having, like I say, sat on a couple of boards, um, I just, I just wanted to to find a different kind of space that, um, the, in a, in, a, in a location that I thought would would do well, right. and uh, and really it was sort of a serendipitous thing because I had shown this to another this space to sure. another theater, sure. and um, uh, uh, part of them liked it, part of them didn't like it, and I like to drive down Fifth when I'm coming this way just because mm-hmm. I like the sort of vibe of this particular street. Yeah. And I kept seeing that the for lease sign was still in the window. Right. And it just sort of kept calling to me. And finally, I made a phone call. And, and uh, a couple of months earlier, I had, I had met David. And we knew of each other within mm. the community but hadn't uh, really met. And we did a couple of lunches and, and talked about philosophies and, and business plans and that sort of thing. David and being co-founder. David was my co-founder, David Miller. Yes. And um, so we 
I said, do you want to come see the space? So we walked in, and, and you've been here before, oh, yeah, so you sure. saw when yeah. it was, yeah, was totally blank. Right after you, you know, yeah. signed on for and, it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, we had an idea of what we wanted to do, what we wanted it to look like. And there were, you still weren't quite pulling the trigger, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it was like you knew it was going to be an expensive proposition, sure. and you knew it was, you know, not just sort of Mickey and Judy putting a show on in the well, barn right, kind right. of a thing. And so you know, taking a lot of time to think about it. But then two things happened. One was um, I started thinking about names. Mm -hmm. And I texted David and said, what do you think about the Black Box Theater? Now, why Black Box? Why Black Box? Um, because we knew that it was going to be that that kind of storefront kind of a, mm-hmm. a thing. And um, and Black Box just sort of in the theater world traditionally means a small, rather intimate right. space. Mm-hmm. And about the same time he was texting me back, said, what do you think of BBT for Black Box Theater? Mm-hmm. And so still it was kind of like, well, that's where at least we're on the same page, like right. without even thinking about it. And then I was standing in the space and I happened to look up at the door and realized that the address here is the same as my address at home. Mm-hmm. And that was just sort of like, I thought, well, how many signs can the universe give you um, that you're not going to pay attention to? you sure you want to have that in the show, Laura? Yeah, well, no, Attention yeah. stalkers of Laura Adams. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying where I live, I'm just saying the address. So um, at any rate, so I saw those two things and I just said, okay, let's do it. And we had had a, a lot of really good conversations with our, with our landlord. Um, and he really seemed to want to have a theater here, right. which is, you know, when you say to someone, I'm going to put a theater in, not right. everybody jumps and says, well, yay, I can't wait for you to do that. Right. And um, so we just, we've very methodically gone about things. Um, you know, we had, we did, uh, before we did a thing, we had the, the city come in and, and the inspectors and tell us, what do we need to do? Because, sure, yeah. you know, this is going to be expensive, so I don't want to do it again. I just, right. one time is more than enough. And um, so after that was done, we knew what our, what that part of the plan should be got bids from a different plumbing units um, or plumbing corporations and then um, went forward and uh, and you know picked one and then they started to do the the heavy lifting um, happily David's uh, brother is uh, someone that uh, could give us a lot of uh, input when it comes to construction mm-hmm. and his father-in-law is a uh, a retired electrician so all of these things you know we knew we were you know we were going to pass inspection when it came to those things Mm -hmm. and so once we got past the inspection part then it was um you know what are the what physical things do we need to do to the space in order to create Mm -hmm. what is a theater and um so that's where we've been these last many months it seems um getting things done and then of course all the legal stuff that needed to to happen as well so um there's still a few things out there that I that I have to deal with, uh, but by and large, you know, all of our paperwork is done, and uh, we're still waiting to hear from a few things. But you know, we've we've signed on the dotted line and and uh, you know done all the insurance and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff that that one needs to do. And now it's just sort of part of it's the fun part. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm out and I you know what do I want the lobby to look like? Oh, that's mm-hmm. a cute sofa. I need to get that. You <laughs> right. know, and oh my goodness, those two chairs happen to match. The, you know, they match the sofa that I just bought. Oh my gosh, you know, it's a miracle. Um, so you know, it's that sort of thing that that's going on. I mean, even too, I was in my office um, and I I happened to look and uh, wasn't even like thinking, and I went, oh my gosh, the two lamps that I have in my office match the furniture that I have in the lobby. I uh-huh. need to bring these in. So that's what I did on the week. 
weekend. So it's just things like that that make it kind of fun. And, and uh, you know, but there's, you know, my husband's been here painting and painting. And by the way, painting. It looks nice. Um, I mean, it really he's, does. He's been painting yeah. a lot. Like yeah. you said, I, I was last here to interview you for yeah. the story for the website. Yeah. Um, what was that, like a month ago, a month and a half? No, it was ago. actually in late October. Holy moly. So I know. It was even longer ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a few months ago. Um, that yeah, we put something up on the website just saying that you were going to be doing yeah. this. Um, and now, of course, you see it. And this weekend is your opening weekend, yeah. so to speak. It's, I mean, yeah, it's your sort first of a, yeah, it's a soft public yeah. appearance. We yeah, have uh, the Westbrook the singers coming in on on Sunday to sing. And you know, I uh, first of all, I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's give the details on the show so that our audience? Okay, can... well, the Westbrook singers are a gospel group out of uh, East Moline, and sure. they, as a family, have been singing for a million years. Uh-huh. But this quartet has been singing for the last fifteen years, and. Um, uh, matter of fact, I, I surprised Kim Curtinbox with mm-hmm. them at her benefit at mm-hmm. Circa several years ago. And, and so it's kind of like, um, you know, we've just been buddies. I've done specials with them for WQPT, and I just, I just adore them. Mm-hmm. Well, th- when I knew that I was going to do this, I asked them if they would perform at the space. Mm-hmm. And they gave me this date, which was before our actual opening. And I said, yeah, I think I can make this happen. Um, and then... Uh, as we've been discussing uh, stuff with them, this is really their second to last performance. They are going to retire as mm-hmm. a group. And so I feel really honored that they're right. choosing to, you know, use my space here um, as, a, as a way to once again present their music and their 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 sharing of the gospel the way that they do. And this show is actually kind of a retrospective of their entire career mm-hmm. from the time that they were kids singing in their parents' right. church to, you know, to today. And, uh, you know, uh, Gary, Gary Westbrook is actually running for mayor of East Moline. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and as they were saying, we have grandchildren now or not, you know, we're thinking of where we're retiring to. Right. And so, you know, nothing in life is the same and right. you know so as much as i would love to be able to call on them you know in the future but at least i have them for a, a concert here on on sunday the, the 15th sunday the 15th what time is it it's at 4 30 yeah and actually it's a donation only okay. for this that's what they prefer and um and the other part of it is that uh for them at any rate uh you know a part of the proceeds will go towards gary's uh Gary's run for East Moline mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's kind of how we're doing it. We're two-thirds of the way already, res- mm-hmm. reservations for it. And uh, so if anyone wants to, to get there, they need to contact us and, and let us know they want us to put some seats aside for them. And how would you do that, Laura? Well, right now you can do that <laughs> um, by uh, by going to our website. Uh-huh. And then Which there'll is? be uh, the black box theater. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, dot com okay. um, and it is the blackboxtheater.com right. and um, and then uh, just click on a link there and it'll take you to our, our email and then send me an email I'm surprised you're able to get that website at this point I know I so was I somebody would have grabbed I, that at I this thought point. I thought, like black boxes no, an esoteric term it's something that's fairly common in theater when I went to get the name you uh-huh. know to see if the name right. was even available no one was more surprised than I was that I it was really available. I was, was like, available. what? You know, and I mean, I know that there are other theaters around the United States that are named Black oh, Box yeah, or yeah, The Black right, Box or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, our legal name is The Black Box Theater, parentheses, NFP for non-profit. Sure. But, um, but it's... I was totally, uh-huh. you know, gobsmacked when I found out that we could get that name. So can people call? Is there a number for people to call? Um, right now, people can. We're calling my personal phone, but okay. right now everything's being done by email. Gotcha. Um, and, and, and that email is. And that email is the BB Theater 
at gmail.com. What is that again? The bbtheater.com. Okay. The bbtheater at gmail.com. Yeah, at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. So, um, first gig this weekend, Westbrook Singers. Mm-hmm. What do you got planned beyond that? And what um, led you to choose? Oh, the these, shows that I did? The shows that you did. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm curious as to, you know, because I'm always curious as to why people choose shows. As somebody myself yeah. who's, who's produced shows, and I, I choose shows for a specific reason, and I'm always interested to hear why other producers choose the shows that they do, and whether it's something what that's strictly commercial. You know, I mean, when somebody's doing The Sound of Music or whatever, you can yeah. say, oh, well, you know, it's been done a bazillion times, or Grease, or something like that. You know, obviously, there's a certain commercial consideration that goes yes, into is. wanting to do Grease or The Sound of Music, because it's not like, oh, if we could only do it with robots and zombies or yeah. something, you know? I mean, <laughs> what, what new take is there to Grease? So, um, but, you know, it's interesting when you have a theater like this, which, you know, you have, what, about a 60 capacity, 60, yeah. 70? Okay. Um, because you can make decisions that yeah. don't have to necessarily be 100% commercially driven. Right. You can do a half sell and, and, you know, get 25, 30 people in here, and if your royalties are low enough, you Precisely. can still make royalties, money. Royalties are always the, you know, the, the big consideration. Right. Um, but because, on some shows, as you yeah. and I both know, they're a lot cheaper. They are, Musicals, yes. Cost a lot more money. Yes, they do. Um, whereas opposed to dramas, particularly like smaller dramas or you know more culty yeah. dramas, it's it costs a lot less money to do them. Well, the first season, um, one of the things about it that I that I really wanted, and David and I talked about, was that I mean he had a play that uh, a musical that he truly wanted to do. I mean there was you mm-hmm. know he just really wanted to do it, and I was totally cool with that. Um, but I tried to find a season that was pretty eclectic, mm-hmm. um, but really accessible. Um, I I didn't want. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I've sat on the board of QC Theater Workshop, and I love their stuff. Mm-hmm. But they tend to do f- things for me that are would be um, for the kind of audiences that I'm going to try to get down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they it, it, it wouldn't be the way that I would pick a play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would probably tend to be a little more commercial sure, than, sure, than yeah. they will. Um, and part of that is, and I don't know if you know, that um, after I signed the lease here, across the street is going to be a hotel. Right. So that was another thing that sort of like, I had no idea mm-hmm. when I signed, but but that's going to be a, a really nice thing mm-hmm. to have right in right. across the street. And, um, and I also wanted to pick some things truly that um, if I were interested in it, it would be more as a director, not as, a, as an actor, because I did not want, especially this first year, right. to have it sort of be the Laura and David theater, sure. you know, starring Laura and David, or, you know, I just, that was not my intention at all. And I wanted to find things that, um, that I felt would be, uh, open up some doors for, for some other folks. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, when we did our, um, our general auditions to sort of like see who would be interested in working here, um, two thirds of the people that showed up and we had a really nice group of people that showed up um, were people that I had not seen before. Mm-hmm. And so a part of me was like, well, maybe that is because, you know, like every like every theater around here, there tends to be, you know, the core group of people that sure. work in each it's of these theaters. Parochial. And that's just, just the mm-hmm. way that it, it, yeah. it is. And I think maybe some people who had felt that they wouldn't find a place there realize that this brand spanking new thing may be a place that they would be able to, you know, be cast. What's always interesting to me about that is people sometimes, and, and rightfully so, there are certain theaters 
leaders, and you and I both know, without yeah. naming names, that are very parochial. And it's always the same people and the same families mm-hmm. and their offspring over and over and over and over and over again in perpetuity. And it's harder for people, outsiders, to break, to break in, in. Yeah. to those. But then there are other theaters in which it's it's easier, but... So many of the older theaters that have been around for 60, 70 years. These people have been are, supporting them for a long, long, correct. long while. And I think yeah. people have that ingrained in their head that, mm-hmm. oh, I can't get into this theater or that theater. And when a new theater comes along, mm-hmm. they maybe think, oh, well, maybe I'll be able to do that because yeah. they haven't built up that kind of core audience yet or that yeah. core group of people. And so they seize upon that opportunity. Yeah, and I thought it was wonderful. We, had, we heard a lot of really light, nice voices. We had some really fun and interesting monologues that mm-hmm. came in. And you know, and that was the other thing, too, that was kind of interesting. Folks were saying to me, gosh, I haven't had to prepare an, you know, an audition piece for a long time. Well, you know, in the big, bad world of theater, right. um, you do. Right. <laughs> you, know, you're not, you don't just go in and, and read for a, you know, a show. So, and this was a, for a season. And so you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to see, what are, your, what are your chops like? You know, right. I mean, what, what do you think you're good at? Right. Um, you know, and and I, the other part of it too is a part of me wanted immediately to have an acting class because it was kind of like when you choose something, mm-hmm. would you in a real world situation ever be cast in that particular show right. in that particular role? And you know, I love a lot of things, but I would never do them for an audition sure. because no one would ever see me as that. Right. You know, I'm never going to be Anne Frank as much as I <laughs> as much as I love you the see, speeches. See, that's the role that I think I was born to play. Oh, really? Laura. So um, if you ever you know, do that, then yeah. Okay, please well keep then I'll mind. give you a call. Yeah, right. Um, get speed dial. <laughs> um, but it was just it was you know it was stuff like that where I just want to say you know you have to look at look at our season sure. and what kind of plays are we doing mm-hmm. and what would most closely you know go right. to you so it you know it just it's it's an interesting thing because we are in you know in the quad cities and and it, there is a different way of doing it and mm. but i would like to expose people to if they leave this area the kind of an uh you know experience that they would have there mm-hmm. because um for the very first time i actually went and auditioned for a, a broadway piece um probably four months ago oh my gosh totally different than anything i've ever encountered mm-hmm. here and not a producer or a director but just a casting director mm-hmm. and i mean you know it's a very different world out there and um i think it's better when people have an opportunity to to find out what that's all about right um rather than being like me totally you know blindsided by what the the reality of that was mm-hmm. but back to the season um we and are, what shows you're doing and the shows are doing we're going to start out with uh, a piece by jeffrey hatcher that's called murderers and um it, it it i have loved this play for a long 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 time and um i just thought it was it's a fun funny piece mm-hmm. and um but it has a heart to it too mm-hmm. and i you know i mean we are talking about murderers so, mm-hmm. you know you don't want them just be these people that you why am i listening to these you know degenerates who are doing right. this um when is that going to be prepared? it will start january 28th which okay. will be the only time we're going to open on a Saturday, um, and and a part of that is that I have a fundraiser for my station on Friday. Oh, so, gotcha. um, but uh, but it's uh, it's a piece that I'm going to direct just because I have such very specific ideas about it that mm-hmm. I would be a horrible artistic director to anyone else who came in. I right. mean, you, know, uh-huh. you just have to know yourself right. and realize that that's the case. But the the next show is going to be um, the version of uh, "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown" that Chris. 
Kristen Chenoweth did on Broadway mm-hmm. back in the 90s, kind of made her a star. Uh-huh. And um, and so that is, my understanding is we're, that is almost all cast. Um, and then following and that, that? Um, give me, give that me goes, okay, shows, uh, so that'll start know. in late um, uh, February going into March. Okay. Um, and then that's followed by The Tin Woman by Sean Grennan. And what I was really, what I really like about that piece is that it is about a person who gets uh, a heart transplant mm-hmm. and who doesn't feel that she deserves it mm-hmm. and, and, and seeks out the, the family of the, the young man whose heart she has. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sort of as backstory, which is true, my, my stepfather has had a heart transplant 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so there is a... Um, what I would like to do with that show is also make available for people who have maybe n- never thought about being a donor of any kind, you know, mm-hmm. b- bone marrow or any of those sorts of things, and maybe have um, something here where people can sign up. Right. Because um, there are so many people who die because they aren't getting a transplant. Right. And so if there's any small way that the arts community can help that, um, you know, the real, the big community, um, I, I would like to see some of our shows do that. So that's the idea behind that. Um, I, and that's April, and it's being directed by Aaron Lord. Mm-hmm. And then, um, who writes for our site? Who writes for QuadCities.com? Yep. He is a theater critic for our site. Yes, and I've worked with Aaron a bunch of times before. Good guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. And um, and then uh, I love you because mm-hmm. starts off the summer season. And one of the reasons we put the uh, the musicals um, in the summer is because a lot of um, the the college students are, are, are home sure. then, yeah, right. and we wanted to expand the the talent pool. And so they a lot of them have been home for Christmas vacation, and they've come in and they've auditioned. And musicals play well in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And so I love you because it's a contemporary version um, or contemporary show uh, musical of uh, Pride and Prejudice. Right. And then it's going to be followed by Rock of Ages, right. which pretty much everybody and their brother is doing these sure, days. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and then come the fall, we have uh, a piece by Sarah Rule. And Sarah's done, I mean, Sarah's a brilliant playwright mm-hmm. and has done a lot of stuff on Broadway. And she's from this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is in the next room or the vibrator play. And what really sort of intrigued me about this was that when I was taking class at at Western, mm-hmm. um, I was doing a women's study class, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the you know the when electricity came into being and the vibrator became a mm-hmm. part of you know women were hysterical quote unquote right and um, and they would go to the doctor to be made less hysterical and um, I think one of my favorite lines in the entire piece is uh, the the wet nurse is talking to the two women and and they're saying have you ever had this feeling and uh-huh. they're explaining what has happened in the doctor's office and she's looking there she says, well it could be that you're having some kind of a seizure or something and no 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 it tends to be sort of in this vicinity and they you know uh-huh. make this and she goes oh well that could be the same sort of feeling you get when you have relations with your husband and the two women look at each other and go no <laughs> you know and i mean i mean it's so there's a lot of stuff that's funny about it but the it's based on reality right. this is what you know this is what women were treated for right. which i i personally find hysterical um and uh <laughs> but not in the same way not in the same way no not, no 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 i just find it very funny um and then uh did you see did you ever see the um speaking of that 
Um, it was a movie with Hugh Dancy. And, yes, and, and, and also, did you ever see the, the uh, Masters and Johnson show that was on? What was on, on HBO? It's on HBO. Yeah, yeah I've okay. seen part of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, Same that it's out era. there. Uh-huh. And I think that I think you know there will there will always be people who will be offended by certain things. Right. But I do think that there is an element in this that is. Um, has a real heart and and uh you know that you know a husband's taking his wife to the doctor and you're kind of like you know really you could take care of this yourself at home you know but there was just that nobody talked about it nobody you know and so there's that you know and then and the wife in this in this piece is curious about what he's Uh doing you know and and she's like share with me and he's like no no this is very medical so meanwhile back at the ranch you know they actually (laughs) they have a baby and you know so they have some idea of what's going Uh on so it's 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 and she's just a very clever writer as well and isn't that the irony of it is here you are going well you know there are some things that are going to just offend people and blah 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 and the whole show is about the fact that people are too offended to just openly embrace talk about and their needs as a couple their their needs as a couple and it's not even i mean if you want to you know get into the whole uptight puritanical thing in regard to it's about husbands and wives it is it's not particularly at that time yeah particularly at that time it's turn of the century so the way i look at it is i'm going to be very upfront about what this play is if you walk in the door how can you be offended by that you will you know if you walk in the door you will know what this play is going to be about and there will be some people who just will, that will not be their cup of tea. Right. And I totally get that. Sure. Um, but this will, you know, I, it's just such a well-written piece that I can't, I can't not do Sarah's stuff. And frankly, there are a couple of pieces of hers that I would really, really like to do. And they will probably come in the ensuing seasons. Sure. Um, are they just as, contra- quote unquote, controversial? No, I think, you know, Clean House is, Clean House is, well, Clean House is just a great play. Um mm-hmm. But, you know, you have a, a woman who ends up taking care of the woman who had an affair with her husband mm-hmm. because she has cancer. And so, you know, that notion of forgiveness and, you know, humanity mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. So, I, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of her pieces. By that, taking care of, does she put her in a wheelchair and push her off a cliff? No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's no, you crazy man. Um, no, not at all. Um, but, you know, but I mean, Sarah won the MacArthur uh-huh. Genius Award. I mean, the woman is, you know, she knows her stuff around sure, writing. Sure. Um, and then uh, there's a little there's a little window that's there right now, and I'm not sure what we're going to plug in there yet. Um, and then we're going to do Veronica's Room. Mm. And frankly, I read it years and years and years ago. It's by Ira Levin, and um, I had wanted. Uh, well, I mean, Death Trap. He wrote Death Trap and yeah, Rosemary's sure, Baby sure. and all that. So, did you see Death Trap when they? Yeah, did I did. Like I did. Yeah. yeah, Jason I, and Adam were fantastic. Well, yes, I love them. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and both of them, I've directed both of them. Right, so right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a lucky girl. Yeah, I, I, I know both yeah. of them, and as do you, really well. They're so both it was, good guys. It was, yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was, a lot of it was, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, and, and Nancy actually, who was in that, is also yeah. in mm-hmm. in Murderers for me. So, um, and when I. That sort of came back into my um, brain uh, because the Fulton Theater out in uh, Lancaster um, just produced a, a production of it. And mm-hmm. Mark Robin, who is a friend, um, is the artistic director out there at that extraordinary theater. And um, and the fact that, you know, I saw that and I was going, wow, I remember that play. Mm-hmm. And when I reread it and realized how truly, you know, the sort of last five pages will you'll be your jaw will be on the ground because you'll be going huh what huh you know because it's got that kind of a 
of a of a surprise, and um, and then we'll do "It's a Wonderful Life," um, uh, a live radio play, which is a piece that I produced actually for um, for WQPT and WVIK, mm-hmm. and I did that over at Augustana um, at the old theater at Potter mm-hmm. Hall, and then the following year did it at the Hotel Blackhawk. Um, whether I get the same cast or not, I don't know. I would actually love to because the chemistry of all of them was right. was so lovely, um, and so that would be that would be a very nice thing, you know, to have happen. Um, and then, you know, I have other there are other things that are happening. We do have in May on the nineteenth. David Cassis, the magician, yeah, sure. is David coming. In. He's coming Another, in to do. He does a, sh- a show for our site too, yeah. and writes a column. So David's coming mm-hmm. in to do um, a, a show, awesome. and I'm delighted to have you him here. You will be very happy if, you're, yeah. if you've seen him before. Yeah. you know he's a great guy. Yeah, so great I mean show. that, and I have um, the the beautiful dancer Victoria Varen is mm-hmm. a is also a teacher, mm-hmm. and um, so she's going to use the space for one of her recitals. Cool. Um, so I mean, the idea is that that this is not dark mm-hmm. a lot um whether or not it's a, a piece of ours or whether or not it's like the westbrook's coming in or whatever mm-hmm. that there are things that are going on we've had some improv people interested in coming in um and i'm just you know i want the doors to be open i want there to be entertainment always on mm-hmm. that stage i want people who are down here on fifth having a you know dinner to say let's go see what's going on at the right. uh, at the black box so you know that's the whole idea behind right. it because to have the, have nothing going on why you know that we have a theater here let's make let's make sure that it's being used and so that's the whole idea behind it just that i want to make sure that uh you know we always have always have some kind of entertainment on here and that's the idea now how do you feel that the initial shows define your brand so to speak because i know a lot of times you know you look at certain theater groups and you think certain things and some theaters do have a very defined brand and other theaters don't they're much more eclectic and kind of all over the map do you feel that black box has a specific brand i think we are going to be a little bit eclectic if you will and um because you know we we don't a we don't have the space um uh to do big musicals we're not gonna we're certainly not going to get in the way of quad city music guild Mm -hmm. or circa or any of that sort of stuff because we don't have the space for that oh, yeah. right. um and we wouldn't do the shows that they would be doing um well, it wouldn't be financially feasible to do oh god no it, to no. pay the royalties on a musical when you have no. a 60 seater no. I mean, no 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 happen. unless you you know unless you have some sugar daddy or something and i don't yeah. um so uh you know so that's not gonna that's not gonna happen um and i and you know a lot of people like to do um you know they have relationships with with playwrights and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they like to do things like that or they like to um you know, we're not going to do Shakespeare here, mm-hmm. so you know, neither Genesius Guild or you know, Prenzies has anything to worry about sure, from me. Right. So I'm, just, I mean, I'm just not looking to um, to reinvent other people's wheels. Right. I mean, you know, and and in a lot of ways, you know, I used to think, especially when when I did the sort of motor coach thing and with theaters and stuff, that we sort of hub and spoke. You know, we were the area, and then other people would go out and they'd go to do a tourism thing there. And and I and I think a lot about that that here that a lot of people they have artistic um things that they want to share with Mm -hmm. an audience but they don't have a space to do it Mm -hmm. in so i I like to think that those people all over the quad city area and even beyond feel that they can come here and we'll be the we'll be the hub for Mm -hmm. them to be able to do that um you know i mean i I picked shows that that i thought were um would sell tickets 
right is the bottom line and um and that in the future as i as i go forward that you know maybe i maybe matinee is where we can bring in a a motor coach because that'll mm-hmm. take care of one motor coach sure. and you know and then they're all sitting here but then make sure that they go down the street and have something to eat and and while they're here go over to isabel bloom and do a tour of the you know the factory mm-hmm. or all the things that we have available here and make it kind of fun for people right so that's the idea now who are um some of the you mentioned, and this is true. Like all, all of us have our own favorite playwrights. I know when Tristan and I were doing my Verona, we had a lot of McDonough stuff, yes, exactly. uh, Mamet. Uh, we like Patrick Marber. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some of the playwrights that you admire that you think you're going to see? You know, if I mean not all the time, but just certainly like you know more than once. Well, I mean, I, I'll say Sarah again because mm-hmm. I do think Sarah Rule is going to be in there. Um, I have to say that um, happily I've had the opportunity recently because I've, I've been studying the last two summers at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. So I, you know, I, while you're there, you're going to go see theater in London. Sure. And there were a couple of pieces there that I would give my eye teeth to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't think one, the one would work the first season. I want to get our feet underneath us. Sure. Um, but it's called The Truth. Um, it's funny, but it's about these two couples and you don't know who's sleeping with who mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff but it, and it's based on a on a french uh french writer and then christopher hampton mm-hmm. who is another one of my favorite playwrights mm-hmm. um uh who came to do that I, maybe if i go back in time it would i might want to do some tennessee williams just because mm-hmm. it's his writing is so beautiful you don't see tennessee williams done around here. not a lot no mm-hmm. And um, so I would love to, to, to sort of pull some of those things out. I don't always want to do something that's, you know, just been done on Broadway sure. or just been mm-hmm. done. A, you know, there are some there's some awfully pretty pieces out there that deserve to be seen by a new audience and a new generation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that would be kind of the way that I would go as I as I look. And I'm sure there'll be some other smaller musicals that, you know, I, I would like to, to see on the stage mm-hmm. here. But to me, the biggest thing is always, you know, I just don't want to put a breathing person in a role because it's a play I like. Sure. I mean, I, if I don't think that we can actually cast it well, uh, it's not going to go into the oh, season. Yeah, right. you know? yeah. And I mean, I know there are a lot of folks around here, you know, oh, I want to do this play so bad. It's so wonderful. Yes, it is wonderful, but I don't think we can cast it here. Right. You know? yeah. And and I, you know, I really, I'm not of the mind and never have been or never will be. Um, you know, I if it's if it's a, an ethnically diverse cast that it's supposed to be, then I'm, that's what I want to, mm-hmm. to get. Um, but if I can't get it, then what, what's because the message is lost then mm-hmm. in there. You know, I mean, it's in, it's important that the the intent of the playwright is honored. You know, as right. you do something. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So yeah, I'm reading an awful lot, a lot, a lot more um, pieces than I probably have in forever, um, just because I am looking at. A lot of things that uh, maybe I wouldn't have looked at in the past. Mm-hmm. I want to open it up a little bit. What are some of the things that you're bringing to the theater that you've learned throughout the years from working with? Mm-hmm. Like, as you mentioned, you've worked with a lot of different different theater groups and a lot of different producers and directors. What are some of the things that you're bringing in, um, both positive and negative? I mean, if you don't want to mention any negative, sure. and certainly you don't have to mention any names. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. You know, what are some of the things that you've learned and that you're trying to incorporate in regard to the theater um, to make it successful? Well, I think one of the biggest things was, you know, I come from a background of someone who did have a theater. Sure. Um, at that time, it was a, a commercial theater. Mm-hmm. So um, that was different. And I also was working with Actors' Equity Association. Mm-hmm. So I had, you know, pension and welfare and all that other sort of stuff that one needs to pay. Um, we won't be starting that way here. But that's not to say in the future that we don't go down that route. Um, 
But I, I think that uh, what I learned that first time through uh, is that you, that you absolutely have to have a, a business plan, that, you know, you, you have to have um, – Bring professionals and your accountants and all of those sorts of things, so that so that everything that you're doing is is on the up and up, and that it mm-hmm. it you know it that it makes sense mm-hmm. um, uh, fiscally and um, and legally. Uh, and so I when I look at all of this, um, for me, it was just kind of having learned those lessons all those years ago um, to to do that again. And that's one of the reasons I think that David and I. Are good partners together. Mm-hmm. Um, a, we bring different sensibilities. You know, he's an IT guy right. and he knows all that sort of stuff. Um, and B, he allows me to <laughs> to you know be able to decorate any old way I want to. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and believe me, you know that 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 is uh, that's really a, an itch that I scratch quite often. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, and you know, but we also have a both of us really look at the bottom line and mm-hmm. is this the way money needs to be spent and what's the most important thing right now and and so um you know there's a reason it's called show business and business right now right. is the is the, the the key factor um it is not to say that i don't love the artistic side of it but before anybody can step on that stage that's being built here there has to be a foundation there that i can um uh that I know is solid and that um, is just covering the bases that need sure. covering. And um, so that's really it. I mean, you know, like anything, we don't know how this is going to go. This is brand spanking sure. new. You know, I mean, when you walk in, you still smell, you know, paint. Yeah, it smells like you know? paint. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to be a, a new thing. And, and, and likewise, you know, I mean, it, there's some things that I've noticed recently and, and I just, it's not how I want things to go. I want there to be a place... Um, you know, you walk back there and you saw there's a little kitchen. Well, mm-hmm. if, if actors have to come in right after work, sure. I want them to be able to eat something. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, nobody does anything well when they're starving. Sure. Um, uh, so there's there, there are little things like that that I think will make make up for the fact that in this first year, re, this first year, I don't think we're going to be able to pay people. We'll join um, the crowd. I mean, who you know, does pay around here? But no, I mean, crowd? there's, but there, but there are some, you know, stipends and stuff. And I mm-hmm. do think that actors, you know, their time, hell, their gas, you know, well, I'm not, all, I'm not you know, disagreeing yeah. with that. I'm just yeah. saying like, you know, we, oh. we both know like nobody around here really pays. Yeah. So, and so you it's know, not as if you'd be any different. Uh, uh, but I'd else. like to, I'd like to change that at least sure. for us. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that'd be that's great. my goal. Yeah, you right. know, that's my goal. And, um, and, uh, you know, and I want it to be the kind of place where, you know, um, when actors walk in here, they understand the space has been made the way that it has for them, mm-hmm. and that there's a respect that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've I've just been in a lot of a lot of theaters, and you know, it's kind of like I'm not your mother. Throw mm-hmm. your garbage into a garbage can, you know. I mean, and I, I think you know this is this is basically your artistic church, mm-hmm. and treated as such, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, I've I've I was noticing recently too when I'm directing things and people have their scripts on you know their iPhones or whatever, mm-hmm. and you give notes and they're not writing a note down. Uh-huh. Well, you know. A director's not walk, watching you do this mm-hmm. for their health. Right. <laughs> so write down the – get a pencil and a piece of paper and write it down because right. I don't want to give the note again. So it's just stuff like that that, you know, um, because in the real world, mm-hmm. um, 
if you were to sit there in an equity theater and not take a note a director director gave you, mm-hmm. you're not going to work again. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want people to have bad habits because if you really want to make this your career, you better learn the right habits now. Mm-hmm. And so that's you know that's where I come from. When you know maybe I'm an old fogey, but that's just how <laughs> I that's just how I feel about things. You know, I, I just think you need to respect uh, you know the the environment in which uh, you've been given this opportunity mm-hmm. because. There are a lot of people who showed up to auditions, and many of them will not be cast in a show because these are not big shows. Mm-hmm. So if you're the guy who's cast in it, then consider yourself lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's just the way that it is. What are some of uh, that's A lot of the things you touched upon <clears throat> were in regard to um, more pragmatic issues mm-hmm. and in regard to business. Um, it, from a creative standpoint, what are some of the things that you've learned over the years that you want to bring here and and as you mentioned you're you're talking more about the creature comforts and ways to treat people um but just from a production standpoint and from a creative standpoint what are some of the things that you've learned that you're bringing to this well i think i definitely think that when a person's going to come into your theater and they're going to pay to sit in a seat Mm -hmm. and, and be entertained that what they're looking at is something that is well done mm-hmm. that that there has been thought put into the kind of set right. and costumes and lighting design and sound design um and i, I just think that you know if they're going to put their heart and money down for to be entertained mm-hmm. that you need to give them uh, a product that is worthy of that mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got, we have a, a pretty much a staff, if you will, a staff electrician mm-hmm. um, designer that will be on. Um, Mike Trzinski is going to be doing mm-hmm. lights for us. And, you know, I've seen Mike's stuff in the past. He's done stuff for me in the past. And, and as a result, yeah, you know, I think it's great because he's helping put this whole lighting system together. Mm-hmm. And so he knows how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important, too, that, uh, that the the system itself is uh, uh, done in a way that, um, uh, you know, gives the audience, again, the, mm-hmm. the kind of uh, experience that they deserve. Right. What led you to choose Downtown Moline? I know um, mm. I personally have been trying, as you and I both know, I've been trying to lure people to Downtown Rock Island more and, try, and you know, setting up meetings with creative people in the city mm-hmm. of Rock Island to try and draw people to Downtown Moline. But as someone who's trying to do that, it also behooves me and others to know why people chose the other locations mm-hmm. and whether it's something that Rock Island did not have or it's just something that, well, you know. And I know you do a lot of work in yeah. Moline. You live in Moline. You, you yeah, know, yeah. your job is in Moline, et cetera, et cetera. So it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense for you to come down here. But what were the factors that led to you picking this spot as opposed to downtown Rock Island or even downtown Davenport or Villa, or the Village? Um, well, uh, when it for me at any rate, and I, I said I said this earlier, I find this particular street really charming, mm-hmm. and uh, with the kind of environment that I wanted to create, mm-hmm. the whole this whole street, you know, really plays into sure. that part of it. Um, I loved the fact that someone can uh, park their car, go have dinner, mm-hmm. have a date night, walk yeah. down the street and go to the theater, and um, and then afterwards go down to one of the bars and have a drink. Mm. So you know, so it was the it was that combination of all of those things being literally within walking distance. Right. And um, but it really came down for me, and I th- I mean I think this is the case for a lot of people. You know, what kind of vibe is it? What mm-hmm. is you know where do you really feel 
comfortable? What what sort of makes you smile mm-hmm. when you're down there? And and you know, and I'm looking at the window right now, just at the you know the decorations that they have down here, and it really does remind me of Bedford Falls. You know, it really does. <laughs> um, and, and so there was, you know, Sam Wainwright's going to burst yeah, through the really, door at any you know, moment. Exactly. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, and frankly, that's one of the reasons I put uh, it's a wonderful life back in the uh-huh. season, just because of what it looks like down here nice. um, at Christmas time. And so. Uh, are you going to stage anything outside where, you know, your George is running through the streets? Oh, you know, wouldn't that be just kicking the pants? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, that's I'll put that little uh-huh. idea in my in my brain. Um, Take a cue from the My Verona playbook and film yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And put it up, and put the, it up there. Uh, exactly. Yeah, multimedia um, thing. So I'm just, you know, it was really, it, it was really the fact that um, this is a place that I tend to, I, I tend to, gravitate to mm-hmm. sort of on a, a general level. I feel safe down here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, if there had not been a... Sp- I've looked at a lot of spaces down here. I mean, you know, and I've mm-hmm. seen the, the signs in the window that says, you know, for sale sure. or or whatever. And, and um, at one point when the Moline Center was just on mm-hmm. the block and then, you know, I thought, oh, wouldn't that be a cool place to put a theater in? And, of mm-hmm. course, as soon as I got that idea, someone said, oh, no, 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 it's already... The planning center is going to go there. Sure. It's like, oh, shucky darn. Right. Um, this used to be the scrapbook. It was scrapbooking, and it was also quite a fancy schmancy um, clothing store back in the day. This is what I'm told by people. And um, I think it was a bridal salon Mm -hmm. at one point, too. Um, So it was just a matter of... I've been to pretty much all the different places. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't even consider the village because there already is a theater sure, in the village. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, the universities around here have their theaters that are associated with it. And there just seemed at this particular place in terms of downtown Moline, when I talked to people, they said, that's something we don't have. Mm-hmm. That and is so, true. That's you know, true. and that's so when you now. start to look at that, you go, hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Rock Island has Circa. And, right. you know, it's a different kind of theater. It's a different kind of theater. And, you know, and, uh, and Davenport has a, quite a lot of things going on, you know, mm-hmm. between downtown and the Adler and then, you know, going over to QC Theater Workshop and um, and Prenzy are down there as mm-hmm. well. And, you know, Rock Island also has Lincoln Park in the summertime mm-hmm. and, you know, Genesis Go. So there's there's so many different things that are around. The theater in Moline is all none of it's downtown mm-hmm. and that was right. really that was really kind of the thing that did it that mm-hmm. i just you know it's just it's like anything you i i i kept being drawn to this space mm-hmm. for whatever reason that is mm-hmm. you know and whatever sort of subliminal thing that was going around in my head <laughs> and i would i kept looking in that window and going hmm i wonder if i wonder if and right. and uh and then it all just sort of started to make some logical sense right What's been the biggest challenge for you, and what's been the thing that has been the most exciting for you? I think the most exciting thing was to see the number of people who showed up at auditions Mm -hmm. that I had not seen before. Mm -hmm. That really was a super wonderful thing to see. Mm -hmm. I was really... um, I was just, I was taken aback by it. I did not expect it. You know, I expected all sort of the usual suspects. And instead... Uh, it was not that. Mm-hmm. And so, to be honest, that was really the biggest surprise. And the thing that has really warmed my heart, if you will, just because I really loved the notion that people were curious about this space enough to want to share their talents mm-hmm. with us. So that's probably the biggest thing. Um, in terms of <laughs> in terms of all the other stuff, I guess like anything, you know, you have a, you have a budget 
and then there's your real reality. Uh, right. <laughs> so if I were to say, what's my biggest surprise? Well, golly gee, Moses, <laughs> there always seems something else to pay for. Um, that's the biggest surprise. Laura, this is a G-rated podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the golly gee, Moses yeah, stuff is yeah. really going to have to go. Oh, sorry about uh-huh. that. Um, but yeah, that's First not actually. you're talking about vibrators and not yeah, the golly I know. gee, Moses thing. I know. Jeez, I, don't I know. And, and, you know, but that's me all over. I mean, yeah, I know. You know the, the, well, the you're covers. hardcore yeah. gangster. What can yeah. I say? Um, but yeah, so I think that was really the. You know, I had a, I had a lot of, of things myself, um, but and I have, I have found a lot of deals. Don't get me wrong; uh-huh. I'm like the queen of the deal. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I, I find something. Oh, that's a great thing. Oh, that's on sale. But um, but you know, really, the I didn't know what something would cost when we were putting out bids for the bathrooms because we had to put two bathrooms mm-hmm. in. Um, that was a that was a nice number that you know. <laughs> I went, oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, just all of those sorts of things or, you know, all the materials and having someone, you know, come in and do the, the, the you know, paying for people to come in and put in walls and because right. you want them to be the you want it to be right. And right. Um, so it's just it's all of that sort of thing. I uh, some of it was just more than I was anticipating. But um but I'm also not a you know a baby, and I know perfectly well that you know to do it the way I want to do it, it wasn't going to be you know cardboard sure. and you know right <laughs> gorilla tape. You know, I mean, it, just, it was not it was not going to be that. So you know, I had to, I had to put my big girl panties on and just say, all right, let's write that check. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, and even even down to you know talking with my with my insurance broker. And just saying, you know, he, he put everything in front of me and I said, okay, can we up it? Because I want to make uh-huh. sure that we are really covered in every way. Right. I know this is like the, the, the plan you have for me, but I want to make sure that we are like, if somebody slips and falls, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've got right. this, yeah. I got this covered. And so, you know, he was, he couldn't have been any more helpful if I, I'm you sure know. he was just aghast. Yeah, I'm sure it's like. You wanted to spend more money on insurance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what's, please. What's yeah, wrong don't, with you? Yes, don't um, increase your policy yeah, coverage. You know, yes. But I mean, it's just stuff like that where, you know, I mean. I, there's he could just, not have been more charming and happy that if we were increasing sure the he, money that we were, we were sure spending with him. I'm sure he thought I was, you know, insane, but, um, but that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's okay. But I think, and the other thing about it is just that as I talked to business people down here um, along the, the strip here on 5th, um, they're happy that this is, oh, this yeah. is going I, in. I, yeah, and, and, you know, and that's a and that's a nice thing, too. Yeah. So, there isn't anything like this down here. No. And so, mm-hmm. you, and really, there's not a lot of entertainment options down no, here. No, unless you go, I mean, unless you go into the, well, unless you're going over bars. to the, you know, to the to the big place, you know, to the Hour sure, Center yeah. or whatever they, but, they're going to call it right, these days. Yeah. But, um, you know, so that's, I mean, and there certainly is a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, entertainment if you consider just going out and listening to music at the bars and stuff like that. I mean, there's all that mm-hmm. sort of camaraderie there, that goes There aren't even it. a whole lot of bars down here that have live music. No, that's true. That's true. Really so are. I mean, we're just kind of you know, I, so we're striking mm-hmm. something new, and and I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm, mm-hmm. I think it'll be I think it'll be good. I'm going to be really most happy I think when um, you know all the construction stuff is out of here and and all the cleaning part you know that makes me anally retentive uh, gets done and then see people walk in the door. Right. I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to give me more pleasure than that to see people come on in and enjoy a show. Awesome. What have we not talked about? What have we not covered that you feel is incredibly vital to get in this show, Laura? Um, I think the most important thing is, and it's not just for us, but it's mm-hmm. for all the arts organizations around here, no matter whether it's you know going to the Figgy or it's going to RME or whatever. Um, 
really when people start to move into an area, they look around at what are those amenities? What are sure. those things that are available? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I hope that people really recognize, you know, a long time ago, Chris, Chris Jansen wrote a show called Fudge. Mm-hmm. And it was about a woman who was opening a fudge shop and, and, and she was like, you know, trying to get people to buy the oh, fudge. That was going to be an off of Judy Bloom. No, no, no. Oh, that one on fudge. Uh-huh. And, yeah, um, and, fudge. And, but, but she just kept saying, um, you know, yeah, I meant to get to that, the, you know, the aquarium. <clears> and I meant to get to this and mm-hmm. I meant to get. And we forget all of the stuff we have right in our own backyard. Right. Now. I try very hard to support other arts groups mm-hmm. and be in their audiences sure. and, and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. That's something that's important to me. Also, it plays into my job job so that mm-hmm. when I um, when I'm looking for something, you know, an artist to to profile mm-hmm. on my show on, on WQBT that I can do that. Because mm-hmm. um, if I don't know these people are out there, then, you know, right. basically, you know, are they going to come knocking at my door? Hi, Laura, you were just, you know, we know you were looking for us. <laughs> right. um, so uh, so that's one of the things that I that I hope people recognize. Yeah, by all means, I want to see you in the seats here at, at, at the Black Box Theater. Mm-hmm. I'd be lying through my teeth if I said I didn't want to have those seats filled. But it's not just us. Go see what's going on down mm-hmm. at all the other theaters. Be there. Um, and because without you, without the audience, the the magic of what theater is, is right. isn't there. Right. I mean, you know, it's that's a totally a give and take. It's not like sitting in front of a television screen. And, and believe me, I think there's nothing wrong with television screens since I work for television right. station. Uh-huh. But um, but it, I just think that, you know, that that feeling of being in an audience and that kind of energy is something that I hope people really take advantage of. Whether mm-hmm. it's seeing a concert or whether it's, you know, seeing a play or whether it's, you know, sitting in the park and, you know, in the summertime and seeing Shakespeare or any of those things. Be there. Be right. a part of it. You know, um, be a part of, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of Ballet Quad Cities. Go see one of their performances right. if you don't know what it's all about. You know, it might not be what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think that that's part of the thing, you know. We we don't always get a second bite at the apple. And, I, you know, I'm particularly re- remembering, you know, that Ellis is gone now, Ellis Kell. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, and Ellis did a lot, created a lot of art right for 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 me and and you know i was able to put it on the air and you know take advantage of it now Mm -hmm. because you don't know what tomorrow holds and um you know and you don't want to miss out on the experiences Mm -hmm. that a lot of these people can share with you um you know that's that's i guess that's the one thing that i would say for everybody who who lives here right. you know we're lucky we're we're close enough to the big cities and all that sort of stuff to go see the things you know the wickeds and the mm-hmm. you know the hamiltons and all that sort of thing but right in your backyard there's a whole lot right. of stuff that's going on so take advantage of it right and that's the thing is live performance is a unique postcard of the evening absolutely I mean, every live performance even if it is of a show that has been done a million times before mm-hmm. That particular night, you are seeing something that will never be duplicated and will never be done exactly that way again because you're of that moment. There is a story that I heard many years ago, and it's about Laurence Olivier and Claire Bloom. Mm -hmm. And they were doing some Shakespeare piece. I can't even remember what it was. But he did, he he finished his monologue and he came off stage and he burst into tears. Mm -hmm. And Claire Bloom is like, are you okay, Larry? What's the matter? And he goes, I will never do it like that again. Right. Uh-huh. And it's I mean, true. so here's here's like one of the greatest actors of all time right. who is who, who in that moment was recognizing that he had transcended what he thought mm-hmm. he could possibly do and he knew he'd never be able to do it like that right. again. 
Exactly. It's amazing. The you incredible know? thing about yeah. live performance. Yeah. That, that you really, you know, every time you go and see something, you're seeing something unique. Yeah, that absolutely. That will never be duplicated. So I just, you know, that's, I just, you know, maybe, and sometimes I think, oh, I, you're, you're just being sort of Pollyanna-ish about it, you know. And, no, it's true. And, and, but, you know, I just, that's how I feel about, about it. I mean, I was a, when I was a teenager, not even a teenager, when I was a preteen and, you know, wanted to be. Well, let me go back to in Chicago when I was when I was Mr. Dirt in the uh, in the um, cleanup week pageant. Um, you know, they couldn't even make me Miss Dirt or Mrs. Dirt. I was Mr. Dirt, um, and you know, and I was all of I don't know six or seven. Was years that old. pre-op, Laura? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was. I didn't think we'd get into that part of it. Um, I'm assuming these bathrooms are transgender. Yeah, they are actually. Okay. Our bathrooms are. If you need to go use them right that's exactly what our, our bathrooms are it's if you have to use the facilities uh-huh. go um so uh but yeah no i i, I you know i was i was so you're mr dirt i was mr dirt and i was and i was also a painful sh- mr clean's arch nemesis apparently i don't uh-huh. know i just remember i was mr dirt okay yeah, back in the good old days. And I mean, my mother dressed me up in kindergarten as L. Jolson, of all people. So, for Halloween, everyone else is like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and Laura is L. Jolson. You know, I mean. What every kindergarten kid wants Yeah, to talk about that. politically incorrect. Uh, Thank yes. you for 1960. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I mean, the, but I was a really shy kid, and. Um, and was petrified of anything remotely like an audition or anything. <laughs> Who'd like think that. why you'd be shy when your parents dressed you up as Al Jolson for a kindergarten? Well, I think that just like warped mm-hmm. me for the remainder of my days. Uh-huh. But that's just it. Um, but yeah, so I, I I had this I had some like strange things like that. But I was very involved in my church as a kid, and and um, we did a lot of plays there. But it was a very safe environment. And actually, um, uh, even in college. Um, I, you know, I helped out a lot on stage, mm-hmm. you know, in the theater. I was the theater secretary and all that. But actually going in for an audition, oh, I would I would rather have had my, you know, nails pulled out. Mm-hmm. And um, it, took a, it took a lot for me to finally say, okay, again, pull up your big girl panties and try mm-hmm. it. And which is why I didn't at that time um, go to a four-year school. I went to a, I graduated from a two-year school. And... Um, uh, and it was part of like, well, what's the real world of theater like? Because it wasn't like that in mm-hmm. school. School was school, and um, uh, you know. And so that's what I that's what I did. And then you know, uh, people and people forget this part about it too. It's that you know, a lot of times I got jobs just because people. A knew about my work ethic, mm-hmm. or you know, they were looking for a type, um, sure. that sort of stuff. And so, it, it was a, it was an evolution. But I, you know, I, I really adhere to that whole notion of you only have one time to make a first impression. Sure. And and it's because of how that all worked out. Hell, that's how I ended up down here at Circa the very first time. Mm-hmm. Not because I had auditioned for him, but because they lost an actress and and they called a mutual friend and he said call her. Mm-hmm. And and so you know that's uh, it took a long time for me to even like and even now I have a hard time with it but you know people say oh you have all this energy you have all this and I was like yeah 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 because I don't I you know I'm one of the world's worst persons to take a, a compliment I I suck at it um, <laughs> I do and um, and I uh, but I do think that that we all have we all have something that we can bring to the table everybody does you know you're a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I have certainly written things in my life, but I would never, I would never say I was a writer. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But I, I admire to the moon and back people who can sit down and devote them, themselves to creating this other, this alternate world, mm-hmm. you know, with their pen and paper or typewriter or whatever. And, uh, and once again, aging myself. Um, but, you know, all of that, or when I watch people who are, are dancers, you know, certainly I've danced in shows, but I do not dance right. like that. Sure. I, you know, I can't dance like that. Um, or, you know, I mean, there are just so many things, like people who have a real facility with language and, and are able to do, you know, the, the Greeks and, and Shakespeare. I admire that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that there are things that I do that other people can't do. Sure. Or don't do as well. Right. And so, but it took me a long time to to recognize that Mm -hmm. and even now as i'm as i'm doing this project uh, and i mentioned this to denny the other day Mm -hmm. denny hitchcock i said um when the time comes to walk away and the time will always come to walk Mm -hmm. away what i want to have left is a foundation for for artists to come in here and create Mm -hmm. and that's bottom line that's Mm -hmm. what i want that's it awesome I think that's a good place to end it. Excellent. And, and our, unless there's any, anything else that you want to add. Otherwise, we'll just plug the shows that you've got coming up. Nah, just, just I, plug the shows. Okay, very good. <laughs> I think we ended on a good note. So um, so shows coming up. You've got the Westbrook Singers this weekend, January 15th. Yes. At, what was the time again? 4.30. 4.30. Um, what's your address down here again? 1623 Fifth Avenue, Moline, Illinois. Gotcha. Uh, what was the email again for reservations? The BB Theater uh-huh. at gmail.com. Okay, website address for more information. The Black Box Theater.com. Correct. And what's your next show after? Your your first show proper is Murderers by Jeffrey Hatcher, and it will open on January twenty eighth. Okay. Very good. Who's in that show? By the way? Um Brent Tubbs. Okay. No uh Nancy Turlink. Okay, no Nancy. And me. I think I know you too. Yeah, <laughs> and and Good and, I'll, and I'll tell you the reason for that. I that role, mm-hmm. like I said about directing it, I would be a horror to be uh, around because who's directing I, it. Uh, I'm directing. Oh, it. you're directing too. Yeah, okay. I am. And and I I did I only did that because well, again Mark Robin just did um, Santa Land Diaries uh-huh. and he directed sure. himself and he said something in an interview which was perfect. He goes, I would just be the world's worst person to direct because I have right. very specific ideas about how I want this to go. Well, and Santa yeah. Land's a one man show. Yeah, I mean that's so, easy. It's yeah. easier to direct yourself. Yeah. It's like when we did Santa Land and, yeah. and Adam Lewis did it. Yes, We're exactly. like it's basically Adam was directing himself yeah. more or less. So, so that was that's basically it. And and um uh and and because it. Is a sort of a triptych. It's three separate mm-hmm. long monologues that all tie together with a common theme. Mm-hmm. So, and what is that so. common theme? Murder. There we go. Hence the title of the show. Cool. Laura, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank and you. of course, I wish you the best of luck here with the Black Box and a very long stay and fruitful artistic endeavor down here in downtown Moline. I think it's going to work out really well. You got a great location and certainly promising with the hotel coming down yeah, here. Yeah. And when you want to produce something, now you know there's a place you can produce I do. it at. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking about that sometime in the future. Um, once again, thanks a lot for being my guest here on QC Uncut. Cut. I wish well break a leg. I can't wish you good luck. I have to say break a leg. So this being theater and all. And um definitely check out the Black Box Theater here in downtown Moline. Kicks off this coming weekend and will continue with shows throughout the rest of the year and on into years to come. So exciting stuff. Thank you very much, Laura Adams, and thank you for tuning in to QC Uncut. I'm Sean Leary and I wish you a great day. Bye.